Welcome to Finding Your Identity, the podcast about helping you find your identity. Welcome back to Finding Your Identity. This is episode 12, and I want to talk about working on yourself. And specifically in this episode, it's, you know, you time is what the theme is. And I think that it's important to occasionally step back and consider, are you spending enough time on yourself to improve yourself? The whole purpose of this podcast is obviously finding your identity. This is helping people find their own identities while I'm talking and finding my own identity as this podcast evolves. But I I think I wanted to kind of do a couple episodes about working on yourself. And so this first one is going to be you time. And I think the, the importance of you time is very obvious. If you don't ever stop and look at yourself and reevaluate, I think it's just like when you're doing work and you're you're working on a project and hopefully you've listened to my chunking tasks podcast episode which was episode three if not go back and listen to it shameless plug but it's um it's important to reevaluate things so you know when you're working on a project and you finish a task in that project and you look at the process you went through to to complete that task or the work that you completed, it's often important to reflect back and and determine if the steps that you were taking or the tasks that you were you were completing were you know the most efficient way to do something to to complete that task or the piece of the project because that's important to reflect and readjust and that's all back to my whole concept. Um, not my concept, but my talking about the concept of, of working in Agile and the idea of the retrospective. Now, I think it's important to do this personally. And I, I think, you know, you need to constantly reevaluate yourself because otherwise you get stuck in ruts and you just stay in the ruts and you're in those ruts for an uh, extended period of time. And, and the next thing you know, you feel like you've wasted a portion of your life just being stuck in that rut and so if you can build it into your routines to reflect on yourself whether that's daily could be weekly could be monthly you know i'd say it could be every couple months could be yearly i guess it all depends on on how in depth you're getting in in reviewing yourself because it's it's going to be something that you need to to step back and take a hard look and sometimes you need to get additional feedback from an external source because you know which is obviously another person a friend or family member um, not a robot although maybe a robot actually there probably will be robots in in due time that will help evaluate you and help you improve yourself i actually see that personal trainer probably will go away because what the heck's the point of the personal trainer <laughs> other than to to kind of be repetitive and and re- 
repeat the the same thing to different people. And so I, I could definitely see a robot replacing a personal trainer. I think that will come pretty quickly in the next I'm going to make prediction in the next five years. Probably not, but let's hope so, because I think that it's kind of an annoying job. Uh, just, I, I don't know, personally. Maybe it's because I'm not fit. If I was fit I'd, and a personal trainer, I'd be like, hey, everybody needs to use a personal trainer. Personal trainers are the greatest, but I think there's actually a TV show that was about uh, gyms, two gyms that they were competing for something I, I don't know if it was like the fortune of some dead guy maybe it was his son i don't know but it was kind of funny because there were these crazy personal trainers and then there was kind of a level-headed guy who who maybe was going to become a personal trainer I, I forget the whole premise but the whole concept was just kind of funny and the actors are, were great and they they were pretty hilarious but needless to say as i go off on a tangent i uh, the moral of the story is I hope personal trainers uh, are replaced by robots soon. I hope they're replaced by robots before the McDonald's workers are replaced by robots. Although I do think the McDonald's workers should be worried because those are probably the easiest jobs. Now that they've got a robot that can flip burgers and and consciously operate the line, you, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next five years to that kind of labor Anyways, working on you. Maybe I should reflect back about the number of tangents I go on when I'm having a conversation. I, I do that anyways because it happens. I I often think it's great to, to do this, talking to a microphone and do this podcast because I don't have to report to anybody in terms of sometimes in a conversation I'm, I'm you know, I have to be at the mercy of the other person listening to the conversation so they'll often you know give me micro expressions or visual cues or sometimes you know if you're close family you'll give me the sigh or the eye roll and then I know I need to wrap up what I'm talking about because I'm not I'm not hitting on all cylinders anymore with that conversation I'm definitely losing them and they're bored but at least with this you can just hit stop or or pause and come back or fast forward and hope that you get through the tangent and then now three minutes have passed and you're back and we're stuck in the middle of the tangent still and you're saying what the heck is this guy doing anyways so the you time the you time okay i i do think that you got to reevaluate often i'd say you should probably do it monthly i'm just getting uh, a sense from from myself that I, I need to do it as frequently as possible but it's not realistic to do it daily it's harder to do it weekly especially when you have you know a wife and kids and you've got responsibilities uh, you know I'm working full-time and it's hard because because you in order to reflect and and do that internal retrospective or that personal retrospective as I'd like to call it maybe coin it Maybe put it on a button and sell them. But when you do that personal retrospective, you, you need to take time. It can't be rushed. It can't be forced. It can't be something that you're you're just, you know, doing to go through the motions because it's not going to be helpful. Like you actually kind of need to find a way to be alone with your thoughts for long enough 
to think through everything that you've been doing and think through to find out whether or not, you know, it makes sense to continue doing what you've been doing. So that being said, monthly kind of would make sense and maybe bi-monthly could even be acceptable. But what do I mean by this? Because, uh, you know, this kind of seems like a whole bunch of psychobabble or something. But what, I, what I'm saying is, is look back and say, okay, if I make a list of all the accomplishments in the past month, I've had 30 days or 31 days or 29 days in a leap year or 28 days in February when it's not a leap year. I've had about 30 days to complete stuff. Now, when you fall into a rut and it's just, okay, I went to work and I went home and, you know, played with the kids or did some kind of project that you had to do or really didn't even have time because I worked late and I got home and it was basically, you know, hang out with the kids for a few minutes and then start bedtime routine and that lasted two hours and the next thing you know you're thinking I gotta go to sleep because I gotta get up early you know I gotta be up at six so you go to sleep and you didn't accomplish anything and you're doing this for 30 days and and you're thinking okay there's got to be something I can change here and this is kind of reflecting on my own personal experience with wanting to start this podcast because I you know, I wanted to start this podcast, but I kept kind of putting it off because it really meant I needed to find time when it was going to be quiet. And that, that was always tricky because of the kids that were always making noises. So, you know, a lot of that was just trying to find that quiet time. And there was just happened to be one day where I was alone for a few hours and I, just sat down and I said, all right, starting right now, I'm going to just record this thing. I'm just going to record the first episode, talk for however long I'm going to talk because it's an intro episode and I'm figuring out what the heck I'm going to do. I'm going to start talking. I'm going to get it out there and then uh, see, you know, evaluate whether this makes sense to continue. And so it was kind of in the middle of the week. I think it was like a Thursday and I, I really just took the time uh that I had free because nobody was around for a couple hours. And I said, I'm just going to do it and get it out there. But then it wasn't necessarily sustainable because it's not like I get that break of time often where it was quiet and I could actually do the recording. And I think, you know, that was kind of a key thing. And then then I, you know, if I, I step back from that and I think, okay, when do I have time that's strictly to myself, you know, it really, I've got a 45 to 55 minute drive into work, but you can't really record very easily a podcast while you're driving. As I found, I had the ambition to try to do that, but it seemed without some crazy expensive equipment that wasn't going to happen in order to essentially cut out all the sounds from the car <laughs> or the, the outside road. But I, you know, I figure, okay, so there's that, that fit, let's call it an hour. So I got an hour to myself where I'm completely alone. I'm driving. Uh, sometimes though, it makes more economical sense to take the bus. So I'm still technically alone, but I still, I can't record there. So I said, okay, that's not going to work. And 
you know, even coming back, like coming home, uh, the same thing where I'd have the 55 minutes to an hour and it still wouldn't make sense. But when I started thinking about it, like that was like the, that's really the only time that I would have to, to consider myself, you know, I think, okay, well I'm at work. Sometimes lunch is 15 minutes where I'm meeting at my desk trying to get work done. Sometimes I can actually go out for like an hour and, you know, take some time to, to eat the lunch and try to reflect on what I'm doing at work and, and, you know, try to refocus on what I'm going to do for the afternoon. But that, you know, once you kind of get busy at, at work and you're settled into a job, it doesn't happen as often as you'd like. So a lot of times you really just, it's just about a half an hour that you might have. And it's kind of sometimes it's sitting at the desk and doing work while you're eating or maybe eating for 10 minutes and doing work. Anyways, that, that time didn't work. And obviously I can't really record a podcast while I'm at work, while I'm sitting in the office. So that kind of scratched that out. So I continued to reflect and, and, and reevaluate when, when can I do this? When can I do this? And after I did that first episode, I had this itch to do another episode. And I said, I really want to do this. Even if this isn't successful, like I just want to just get the words out of my head, you know, all these thoughts out of my head and just start talking and see and, and it, you know, I think it's just going to be a matter of time to build it, the interest. And so I just thought I'm just going to do it and I'm just going to commit to doing it. And then I settled on, well, when's the day that I can do it? Well, it really wasn't clear. And I, and I, I said, well, at least I know that there's going to be at least an hour period during any given week that I'm going to have free time, but then I can do it in the evenings, even if it meant that I just didn't go to bed early or on my regular scheduled time. So sometimes it would just be a matter of, you know, I'd stay up till midnight and I'd just work on it and I'd go off and I'd record for the hour and then I'd, you know, be doing the editing and and all that fun stuff. And then it kind of made sense that like I didn't necessarily need to schedule it. And sometimes I think people think, oh, I need to schedule it. I think sometimes that applies to reading. Like I think some people don't necessarily get into reading because they don't think they have time for it. Not that they can't read or they don't really like reading. Although there's been people who've told me that they just don't like reading, which I I just think they haven't found the right books. Um, Because I feel like, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I felt that same way for, for several years. Like I was just kind of like, I don't read cause I don't like to read. And I justified it as I just, you know, I haven't found anything I liked, but then again, as part of a, re- a retrospective of my, my life and what I was accomplishing, I said, I need to be reading more because especially since eventually, you know, I'd love to, to write that novel that I could publish because I enjoy writing I I recognize that the well every writing book tells you you should be an avid and well-read person you know avid reader and a well-read person if you want to write if you want to be a good writer because that's that's really the best way to improve your your personal skills at and your writing skills is to have read a lot and, and seen how other people do it and when I was younger, I was stubborn and didn't believe that, but definitely wholeheartedly believe that's the case. But also it just improves your, it just improves you as a human being, you know, to sound, is it cerebral? Maybe that's the word. Is it a, is it cerebral? Anyways, I, 
can get sidetracked when I'm trying to think of what I'm going to say next. Because again, I'm not reading off of the script while I do this. As you can see in my uh, YouTube video, if you watch the YouTube video of, of me recording the podcast, I kind of just wing it. But I feel, I mean, I do prepare ahead of time with some thoughts that I, I generally want to want to get out there. And I have a list that I made in my note app that I know what I want to cover in terms of high-level topics. Um, but again, that kind of came from me doing a retrospective of how I was recording these because I, I have a lot of you know these little stories that I like to share. I also just don't shut up and start talking and, and I can just keep talking, especially if it came to, to tech stuff because uh, technology is such a integral part of my life that I, I feel like I often need to talk about it because it's not only, you know, because I enjoy talking about it, but it's also helping me improve because when I talk to other people, we end up engaged in some kind of conversation and you get other perspectives on on that topic. And that, that can apply to any topic. But I think, um, you know, the, the main point as I try to wrap this back around <laughs> is this whole concept of the retrospective as I, you know, before my tangent of a tangent of a tangent and a tangent and a tangent, I was trying to get at the point that you got to reflect back. And and I did that when it came to recording this podcast. And I did recognize, <clears throat> I did recognize that I needed to figure out a good time to do this, but it didn't have to be when I thought would be the good time. Like everybody has their own you know, ability to kind of make their, their times or, you know, make their own, no, I don't say it. not everyone can just make their own schedule. It's not what I meant, but, but you can dictate when the best time to do something would be, you know, some people like to just read a few pages at night in a book and read a book, or some people like to binge watch a show because they want to get caught up on a show. And so they'll say, okay, I'll watch one episode and then I'll go to bed. And, and essentially you build it into your routine, make it a part of your routine. And, you know, like, I think that what's kind of interesting concept uh, there, like this concept of the routine is it kind of plays in with building up good habits, because I think that you're gonna, you know, you're gonna gain better habits by making them a part of your routine so that it doesn't feel out of place or foreign and doesn't feel like forced, you know, or even like a chore, you know, and I, and I think um, a friend put me on to this book called Atomic Habits, which is a good book. And, and it, it talks about doing small tasks or, or creating small habits. And to me, that's, it's like, it has to fit into a routine. I mean, that's essentially what, what it is, is it's making these small habits a part of your routine and the main reason for that is because we're forgetful we got a lot of stuff going on we don't just wake up and and automatically think um exercise breakfast you know like without it being part of the routine i mean i guess what i'm saying you know it, it is something that you would think of you'd wake up because that would that's part of your routine you wake up and you think okay i gotta go exercise then i'm gonna have breakfast and then i gotta you know go to work I gotta drive to work and uh, um you know oh I'm driving and I got this indicator that says I need to get gas oh so I gotta get gas oh okay 
And then I remembered I needed more toothpaste or I ran out of contact solution or whatever it is. And then these other things kind of pop up. Now, if something's not a part of your routine, like going to work, you could all of a sudden get sidetracked. Oh, I got to get toothpaste and then go to the store and you go to get toothpaste. And then you see an easel and a paint uh, canvas and some brushes. And you're like, oh, I want to paint. And then you buy that stuff and then you go back home and you start painting. And then your boss calls you and asks you where you are. And, you know, if it wasn't a, wasn't a part of a routine and it wasn't something that you, you know, felt this responsibility to do, you might get distracted. And next thing you know, you're sitting home and you're painting and you are fired because you didn't go to work and you didn't have a good excuse because you say, I went to Walmart and I saw an easel and that, you know, the rest is history. I just decided to paint today and your boss is wondering well you build websites so what the heck are you painting and why aren't you at work you're fired you're fired but you know that's obviously a ridiculous example but i think it's kind of funny to think of it in terms of you know if you didn't have routines and you didn't have the the concept of, of being responsible to complete these routines something weird and random could happen like that you know, like I, I, I can remember when I was in between jobs, when I was in the restaurant business and there was an, a period of time where I think the longest I had gone was this was almost three weeks and I had money saved up. So I was fine to, to pay all my bills. And um, but I recognized I didn't want to blow through all the savings. So I, you know, was actively looking for a job, but just was hitting kind of dead ends because I had made this shift to not work as a cook anymore and I did not want to go to a restaurant and work as a cook anymore so I was like I'm going to find a job waiting tables but it was hard to find a restaurant that would kind of take me seriously because I didn't have much experience waiting tables even though I had tons of experience in uh, the restaurant business up until that point but needless to say what, what would happen is the entire days would just go and I wouldn't get anything accomplished because I really had no kind of routine and and it was the first time in a, in a long time that I didn't really have the same responsibilities you know where I had to get up and be to work by a certain time like my schedule was set a certain way so I had to be in whatever day by whatever time but I had nothing nothing holding me and so at first it was great and I'm like this is like a vacation you know but after two weeks and still nothing solid in terms of a new job or position I had to seriously like reflect back because because what was happening was you know I I go into week three and I wasn't waking up until like one o'clock in the afternoon and then that was so late that it was actually hard to to you know quote-unquote go job hunting you know because back then it was a matter of me driving around trying to find restaurants that I might be interested in. And I always felt it was important to go in in person and hand them a resume and and then see if I could talk to a manager. Sometimes I could get an interview then and there. But, you know, a lot of the restaurants that I was going to just were not looking for someone that didn't have a lot of experience or they'd want to get me in there as, as like a bus person or a hostess or a host. And... And I said, I don't look good in a dress, so I'm not going to do that. But I 
I think, you know, I, I just kind of wasn't, I just kind of was giving up a little bit. I was kind of phoning it in, even though I was in person to, to some extent, I really felt like I, I probably should have put a little bit more effort into it, but I didn't. But what I did was I, I stepped back and I said, all right, now this is problematic because I just had no real routine or game plan there. And I stepped back and said, I'm going to set up this, this routine. And so I started making a point to get up in the morning at a certain time, even though I didn't have anywhere to be. I was like, I'm going to be up by eight o'clock at the latest, because generally that's when I got to be out, you know, at a job. Um, most of the places depending, it, it depends actually, they don't have a breakfast shift or early shift. Anyways, I figured let's make it eight o'clock. That's easy, easy number to, to remember. Started working, waking up at eight o'clock and then I would do some kind of workout. And so I built in that into that routine. And then it was, let's do some research on, on jobs, you know, looking on online to figure out what potentially was out there. I think it was like monster. I think it was like monster.com or in career builder were the two. It was still hard to find anything real, like really, because it, because I, I thought maybe I don't necessarily want to do restaurant business. Maybe I want to try to find some other desk job or something that I can get in entry level. So I just made it a point to do that. Uh, so I, I stepped back and I actually did that routine pretty regularly so that I, I really didn't have to, um, worry about me just not you know sleeping until one I also tried to make it a point to go to bed at a certain time even though that was a little harder because I'd often find myself watching a movie or playing like a playing a video game or just doing something that probably wasn't productive but I felt like I had earned it or something <laughs> because I really did work a lot of hours prior to this this brief time that I, I was out of a job but I hated the feeling of knowing that I wasn't going to have a job so I, I felt like I had to do something so I, I would try to say okay all right I'm going to be in bed by 11 at the latest midnight at the absolute latest but I, I started to do that so I was like in bed by 11 up by 8 you know and this was Monday through Friday I said I'll have the weekends to myself to do whatever I could sleep in on on Saturday Sunday if I wanted to but so I, I went through this this exercise and and leveraged what I had reevaluated in, in that retrospective of myself and I put that in place and soon enough it was I actually started getting interviews because I was up early enough to show up and actually it looked better like than me showing up at four o'clock in the afternoon at a place and I I ended up finding a place I ended up finding a restaurant you know that 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 place actually like ended up being uh that's where I ended up meeting my wife that's where it was the last restaurant job that I ever had you know it's where I um was going to school and finished my two-year degree at a community college and ended up going to Quinnipiac from there and and so a lot of a lot of things kind of began and ended at that restaurant and you know it's kind of funny how how things work out and that was you know one of these examples of being in the right place at the right time kind of thing I guess I mean I think more or less because I ended up meeting my my wife there but you know it it, it really like established a lot of baselines for my future there I think 
because that's where I really said, I don't mind this. I mean, ended up becoming a bartender there and making pretty good money, but it really was just temporary. It was something I knew. It was at the point where I started there and realized this is just until I finish school, until I get my degree. That was really all it served as its purpose. And, you know, I obviously didn't share that with the the managers because I didn't want them to think I was about to jet any time, but they know people come in and out of restaurants all the time, especially college kids. College kids are constantly <laughs> waiting tables, you know, as a way to make extra money. And, you know, as soon as they finish school, they're out of there, you know, but that was kind of the, the position that I took, I feel like is what helped me get settled and, and rebaseline for my future was just purely stopping and thinking I need to build some kind of routine. I need to start some good habits in terms of getting um, up at a certain time and then, you know, doing exercises and then doing my research or whatever, but filling the time and being productive. That was kind of the, the, the big thing that I was really trying to establish. And I did that. And I think it worked out for the better. Now, I think... You know, considering when I went to school, it, it became shifting. It became a time where I had to actually shift into a different type of schedule because that was the kind of schedule that revolved around whatever I was doing from a class uh, course schedule perspective and whatever the coursework was. And but everybody does that. I mean, everyone who goes to to school, like college, two year, four year, whatever it is immediately recognizes they have to build some kind of routine in order to accomplish stuff because otherwise you're just a mess and you're not going to succeed, you know, or you're just not going to do really well. You're not going to get the best grades. But, I, I, you know, I generally feel like most people kind of figure that out. And I think that's actually the biggest, not the biggest, but that's one of the points of going to college is to learn that, you know, I mean, thankfully I figured it out before I got to school because I was able to put it together and then that helped me rebaseline my life in order to get into Quinnipiac and then start down that path. And then I was able to kind of leverage some of what I had figured out. And then I, you know, I just kind of cruised along with that routine, with my routines in place and figuring, figuring out how to, to get through college and, and figuring out how to be successful and, understanding that there were times where I had to buckle down and there were times where I could, you know, relax and, and enjoy life a little bit, you know? So, so that was always kind of a point in my life that I, I reflect back on. And I think that I'm kind of grateful for kind of figuring that out. So I think from this perspective of me talking to you in this podcast, I think it's worth taking that step to, to do the retro, but then you actually have to put something in, in, into action after that. Once you've identified what it is that you actually want to change, you actually have to do it. You have to actually make the changes. Otherwise, what's the point of doing that retrospective if it's you're not going to try to make an improvement from that point? You know, so I think once you've done that, that's kind of the, the full circle of, of doing that retrospective. And you know, I think when I started talking in the beginning of this podcast, it was about this like concept of you time. And I think that's what you have to do during that you time. 
but not to say that you shouldn't also do fun things because it can't be always work, 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 you know, it, it, it can be draining. So I do think that there comes a point where you have to figure out what you can do for yourself to improve yourself because I think what it really means is you got to figure out how to make yourself happy. You got to feel happy. Otherwise, you don't feel like there's a point to any of the stuff I said previously. You figure, what's the point of doing a retrospective? I'm not happy and it won't make me happy. But it would if you took time for yourself. You did the reflection and you looked at the reflecting and the retrospective as something that's going to improve your life to ultimately make you happier. So now, you know, you find things to to make you happy. Like I, I think just working on yourself exercising is always kind of being pointed at you know as something you always feel better about yourself once you've exercised you know I think it's hard though I think when you're busy it's hard to exercise I think it's hard to find the time again it's one of these things like trying to report record a podcast where it has to be quiet in order for you to to record it it's it's kind of like well I need somewhere where I can actually exercise I can't do it in the middle of the street while I'm on a walk during lunch although walking during lunch is exercising so that's kind of ridiculous that I said that but it is what it is but I also think to some degree you know you don't want to get all sweaty and not be able to take a shower afterwards so you know a lot of times you're thinking well you know I gotta figure out when can I go work out so that I could build it into my my schedule so that I could then you know take a quick shower afterwards rinse off the sweat and not be gross and sweaty and this highlights the problem that I think a lot of people face when they're busy and it's not part of the routine you know when working out it's not part of your routine and I think it just highlights another problem when it comes to working on yourself or you know trying to to build good habits so that being said I still think that it's doable now I know it sounds contradictory and it's confusing but it's little things it's it's things that you know if you think about it maybe it is going for a walk at lunchtime and a lot of people do this so if it's going for a walk at lunchtime, that you got to look at that as as positive and a step in the right direction. You know, I mean, maybe that's all that you can manage like during a work day, but it's better than nothing. It's better than sitting there and wishing you were going for a walk at lunchtime and and regretting it or feeling bad about yourself. So that's kind of where. It comes into play, you know, this this concept of of work, you know, of um, of you time and working on yourself within the scope of your availability, you know, the, the availability you have in your life. So, you know, that being said, I think it's important to to look at it like this. I think if you do those little things, you know, where, where you go for the walk at, uh, at lunchtime. <clears throat> that's a you know your first step and sometimes people think oh you know you got to pay for a gym membership and that's expensive and who wants to pay for 12 months and then not use it and be stuck in a contract and gym memberships are just the biggest scams but 
that's another thing. You know, maybe a, a, your company provides reimbursement. Um, health insurance companies are really kind of pushing that agenda to make people healthier for obvious reasons, lowers health uh, costs or, or the amount they have to pay out in expenses. But, you know, um, it, it could be just a matter of you get home and, you know, you do something, I don't know, do some kind of activity outside. You, you could walk around your, your block or, you know, the other option is to, to do yoga or Pilates, you know, find light activities and easy activities and activities you're interested in and kind of take that step. And, and bottom line is build something healthy into your routine. Maybe it's not necessarily exercise and it's just changing your, your habits for eating. You know, I've kind of developed this rule that I don't want to eat after 8 p.m. on most days. You know, if, if I happen to be not at home or for whatever reason or going out for a late dinner, you know, there's exceptions. But generally speaking, I try to not eat after 8 p.m. I actually brush my teeth at 8 o'clock. You know, this is generally when bedtime is for the kids. And so I'll brush my teeth alongside them because then I'm less likely to go and snack because I don't want to have to brush again after eating so i just figured just you know basically brush my teeth and then i don't snack and this is after 8 p.m then um you know that that can help and i I read that somewhere that said you know trying to not eat after a certain time at night is a good way to help kind of build a a healthy uh, routine for in terms of dieting and you know some of the other things like i've read that you should eat six meals six smaller meals instead of three big meals they they say that that that'll actually make you leaner Uh, you know even if you consume the same amount of calories and you didn't lose any weight you'd actually be gaining or you'd be burning fat and and gaining muscle and becoming leaner and it's kind of interesting but uh, you know it's kind of tricks your body into operating a certain way i think the whole point of the keto diet is it's to trick your body into to using fat for energy. Um, that's why you avoid carbs and avoid sugars. Um, but the, <clears throat> that's also interesting. You know, the, the concept of, of building a routine uh, that, you know, for eating, that's how diets work. You know, it's, it, it is essentially, you know, building a, a, these good routines, these good habits of how you eat so that, you are you know you can actually be better off when it comes to um how you consume food you know it's a lot of little things you know it's not just necessarily exercise and and dieting although these things will make you feel better you know that there's less and less people i kind of sigh because there's less and less people that smile when you're walking around and you're you're um coming in contact or you're walking past somebody on the street and I've been trying to make it a point to just smile at people just to see if they'll smile back it's almost a social experiment but that makes you feel good I mean just smiling in general they say is just going to make you feel better because you're you're projecting it and you're going to get it back you know you're going to smile and you're going to project this kind of happiness and and other people should reflect that back to you so you know just something simple like that you know, just make it a habit to always smile at every person you, you pass, 
even if they're frowning at you, it's even more fun when somebody's frowning at you and you smile at them. But, um, you know, you could take another step. You could compliment a stranger or just say hello to a stranger. Just, hello, how are you doing? Or, you know, I don't know. What's the weather? Or how's the weather? Or enjoying the weather? Or whatever. I don't know. Small talk, which some people have a hard time with. I'd say just start with smiling at somebody. doesn't take much effort. Just, you know, you got to take the corners of your mouth and bring them upwards a little bit. And that may count as your exercise for the day. But these little things are are helpful and they're going to make you feel better and there are things that you can do for you you know and this is stuff that that's ultimately going to make your quality of life better so i think i have more to say about uh, working on yourself but i want to bring that in in another episode and cover it in more detail for other areas about working on yourself So I'll wrap up this episode and I'll say, you know, everybody who's listening, thank you for listening to the podcast. I now have a list of all the people who haven't listened to the podcast and I have employed secret agents to hunt them down and force them to listen to it against their, well, oh no, wait, uh, um, my lawyer's just telling me now I can't say that. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, disregard the previous statement there are no secret agents following you um well it doesn't matter the people are uh they're not listening to us the people who are listening aren't the ones who secret agents are following okay disregard what i said uh this is something that um you need to scratch off uh from your memory anyways thank you for listening to finding your pod finding your podcast no thank you for listening to finding your identity podcast the finding your identity podcast and hope to have you back next time for some more talking about working on yourself i enjoy telling random stories it's fun so i'm gonna tell you another story right now i hope you enjoy There's more to my Rome story that I haven't shared that is kind of related to what this particular episode will be about, but what I really wanted to go to Rome for was to kind of have some quote-unquote me time, even though I was kind of not, uh, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't completely single, obviously, Um, having a girlfriend means you're not really single, but it wasn't super serious. And I just think I had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of responsibilities or a lot of things or people depending on me while I was, um, you know, I was at home. And I think part of that just made me feel like I couldn't necessarily escape in the best way from everyday life so i decided i'd leave the country the best way to get away from the craziness of life is to leave the country yeah i guess that was my thinking but what i did was um you know essentially i i booked that trip to to rome by myself because that was my thinking was i was gonna be able to 
get some me time and escape. And so when I went to Italy and I, I went to Rome and I was in my hotel, my second hotel, not the first tiny little uh, bigger, just barely bigger than a red box room, but the the bigger hotel room, which was your pretty much your standard hotel room. And it happened to have like a little refrigerator in it, which was nice, but everything was taped or marked in some way that indicated that if I were to take something, they were going to charge me, uh, which is somewhat common. But I, needless to say, got into the room and I finally was able to relax for a little bit and gather my thoughts and actually start to think through what I was doing and and really start to kind of plan out my trip for the, the next seven or eight days that I was going to be there. And I, you know, got some brochures and I talked to a couple people that first day, or I should say the, the, yeah, it was the first day I talked to a couple people, but then in the morning I talked to some hotel staff and I was able to get some hints as to what I could do. I found out about ways to do tours through this tour company that would pick me up in my hotel and bring me down and then I could pick up the tour bus from that location and just pay for a tour and essentially everything was handled for me which was nice and and I I just did that for most days because it was a lot easier and they'd say okay we're going to go down to the old Roman uh, Roman seaport or there was some hour trip on a bus that took us to some some winemaking village that was that was just awesome that was pretty pretty cool and I definitely enjoyed that <clears throat> and it was nice but it was it was really me alone with my thoughts because I didn't really know anybody I mean I talked to people but not really I had my music you know I had my Walkman or CD man, I forget what I had at the time. I don't know that I had a MP3 player. This was back in 2003. Maybe I did. Um, I can't remember. But I had my music. I had a couple books that I was reading. But I also, you know, had my notebook and I figured I'd write and, and take the time to write stuff down. But I used that time to examine myself and really try to think through what my future was going to look like and what, you know, I was going to do to plan the next step of my life because I felt like this was one of these coming of age type of trips where I really needed to figure things out because I didn't exactly like where I was in life. And, and you know, part of that time that I took to, to kind of reflect and think this thing is think these things through led me to realize that I really needed to complete school as soon as possible. I was taking a couple classes. That was kind of the contingency for me to, to live with my friends' uh, parents at the time. And while I was living with them, they, they cut the deal that I didn't have to pay rent if I went back to school. So I did that, took advantage of it. But I was really just taking two classes a semester because that's all, that's all I could really do, working 50, 60 hours a week. And 
and be able to be successful in those classes and still pull off the 4.0 that I wasn't, it wasn't required. That was uh, what I kind of put that restriction on myself. I said, I need to get the four, get a 4.0, at least in these, these classes that I'm taking. If I'm only taking two per, two per semester, I should be getting A's. But regardless, this time when I took, it was during the summer, it was August. And uh, it's funny because I, I remember this 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 point where I really started to kind of reflect a little too too much, I think, or really get lost in my own head, and I kind of was going a little crazy, and, and there really wasn't anyone to talk to, and I was completely out of com- communication with anybody at back home in the United States because it was crazy expensive to talk to anybody back home from you know the way that international billing worked so there was really no expectation to talk to anybody i think i had uh, i did have my uh, cheap computer or laptop at the time but even internet was kind of tricky to to do uh i mean i i could um i just chose to kind of cut off all communication it was just easier i mean i could send emails i think i sent a couple emails just to check in with people let them know i wasn't dead but I really just kind of figured, well, I'm completely isolated. I'm really far away. I actually, it caused me to get homesick, you know, by doing this and going through this exercise. But even though I did get homesick, I I still used that time to try to be productive. I actually wrote a story. It, it, it was the story that I told in the previous episode about my first day when I got lost. But I wrote it down and I turned it into this story you know, kind of a creative writing essay about how I so badly wanted to go across the, you know, the ocean to another country and be isolated and then ended up having this crazy experience where it wasn't exactly what I was expecting and, and everything kind of turned out a lot differently than, than I expected. But I, I used that as therapy. I, I, often will try to write just creative writing or or poetry or something like that to try to use it as therapy and it's helpful i mean this has become therapy too just talking to a microphone to you know to people in the world on the internet that listen to this but i i really think that it it's a lot of uh it's it's hard sometimes i think to keep stuff internalized you, you kind of have to externalize stuff to some degree and it, it's just trying to find the best outlet and so I think that's why I kind of had this idea for this episode potentially a couple of these episodes um, that are going to be related to working on yourself or the idea of working on yourself and this is going to sound self-helpish but I think it's important when you're trying to find yourself because you're, you're really like this is all a part of how you're you're building your your own identity and and so it's important and so I, I think that this kind of is a good segue into this episode so I'm gonna start that in a minute